Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. team <laughs> we're doing it again <laughs> you and me who would have yep. thought look at us look at us <laughs> <laughs> the true power squad yeah that's us that's hey us. from from the two of us i don't know why i said that as if there were more people on this call uh, <laughs> which and anyone of, else fucking listening yes of the two of us which one of us is sonic and which one of us okay. is james marston no wrong answers allowed. I don't think I'm qualified to answer that question. <laughs> okay. Can I just be Jim Carrey? I'm definitely yeah, Jim Carrey. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Thank you. <laughs> Having seen Sonic, I would agree that that's true. I haven't seen it, so I I have no context. Um, except that Jim Carrey good, and Ben Schwartz good, and that's uh-huh. great. I love a bit. <laughs> That's fair. No. I have seen Sonic. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome um, back from the culture welcome wars. Welcome to Into the Sonic. <laughs> welcome to Gotta Go Fast, which also applies to this podcast in so many different ways. You know us. We're always just zooming. Well, <laughs> segment yeah, to segment. but I mean, Twilight Boys, Gotta Go Fast, Fifty Shades of Grey. Gotta come fast. And also, Joe Goldberg, gotta come fast. So I think actually it applies really well. So. It's <laughs> quickly going through PowerPoint um, slides so fast. <laughs> yeah. So, so quickly. Um, but yes, as someone who has seen Sonic, I would agree that Jim Carrey applies to you very Thank well. You. <laughs> I don't. As much as I want to be chaotic enough for Sonic, yeah. I think that I am more James Marsden. Sure. Um character mainly because there is a lot of time spent in that movie where he talks to donuts and that resonates with me yeah that's a mood for sure Mm -hmm. yeah so welcome to the gotta go fast podcast we're going so fast also known as into the twilight blink and you'll fucking Uh, miss it hello uh cody how the hell are you doing i'm doing okay i was laughing for 10 straight minutes before we started. Oh. Before we called each other. Because I saw a meme in which someone said Mercury was in reverse cowgirl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are they wrong? That meme is always funny. Like, it's yeah. never not funny to me. Because just the, the, how far you can stretch... Like, how far a reach that you can get from the word retrograde. Yes. there are some pretty good ones that are like, it sounds like it, or it's spelt like it, and that's funny. Right. But people that just don't try, they're no. just like... <laughs> 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 like, like, Mercury is in fucking Tommy Bahama. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, so we are on island time right now, so... Listen, 
follow I get up, it. how the fuck are you doing? Because you are in another, you know, realm of existence right now. That's true. I am having a Lyme popsicle right now. I am living my truth. We're back, um, baby. We're back. I feel like the last time that I was having a Lyme popsicle, we were also in uh, Mercury Gatorade. So I think that that makes sense. Um, I'm good. <laughs> I This week I'm off of school. Ooh, because fun. my school district makes no sense and we have a midwinter break mm, which again I yeah. I don't it doesn't make any sense but I'm not going to complain. So Yeah, yeah. I had that in high school. It did not make any sense. No, it doesn't. And the um, math doesn't work out on that it, one. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um but it's given me a lot of time to catch up on grading which is very much needed. It's also given me a oh, lot yeah. of time to get caught up on This Is Us, which I've been trying to watch for about a year and a half. And <laughs> right. I'm officially caught up now, and I hate that for myself um, <laughs> because I the idea of watching this as it is coming out is terrifying to me. Um, sure, yeah. And so that is a thing, but I'm just living on island time for right now. And that's not a bad place to be. Yeah, that sounds pretty sick. It is pretty sick. Um, And, you know, it's the end of February, and sometimes you just gotta break out the pineapple shirts and eat a popsicle when it's uh, 45 (laughs) degrees out. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, sometimes gays drink iced coffee, no matter how cold it is. True. Allie will just fucking raw dog a popsicle no matter what temperature it is outside. Please don't. <laughs> don't. Come on. That's your truth. I'm not here to shame your truth, but that is your truth. It is. It is. No matter the weather, I will drink a smoothie for breakfast. Like, I am that person, so. Sure. Yeah. I, mean, I do need to be honest with myself about that, so. That's fair. <laughs> Um, I think we've made a lot of progress. Uh-huh. <laughs> Self-discovery. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's just who I am. We have so many things to talk about. There's so much news. And I just want to I just want to ask the entertainment industry if they could please release news on Tuesdays or Wednesdays in the future. Yeah. Please and thank you. Because I'm yeah. really fucking tired. We got our tired. fucking number. So, like... <laughs> I'm just so tired. We can't give our pet scoop. Nope. The second we hit stop recording on an episode. No. And then we find out, uh-oh, he looks like Batman, and also he smells like crayons. What? You can't just drop that shit? No, because then it seems like we're back. We have a job. Jobs. We have a job to do. It's not helpful, publicists, for you to release yeah. this shit on a... Thursday morning or Friday afternoon, not yeah. helpful. Yeah. We are trying the to disrespect. help us help you, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> to start off, we're not angry. We're just disappointed, okay? Just do right. better. <laughs> Listen, we're not, trying to, we're not trying to beef, okay? We're just, mm-hmm. just come to an understanding here. Anyway, Robert, I'm trying to say our pats. But Robert (laughs) um, has officially has, (sighs) I'm just so excited. It's hard to like formulate words. 
<laughs> he has done a thing. They have released uh-huh. what he officially looks like in the Batman suit. He's Instead the of just, bat. He is the bat and also the man. Um, <laughs> come at us, Taylor Swift. And we don't have to just look at fan drawings anymore. Oh, we thank God. Have... We don't have to look at those photoshopped nightmares. No. God. It's powerful. Um, and I want to know all your thoughts on it. Um, he looks like also, Batman. Yes. That's, good start. That's my analysis. <laughs> He's wearing a suit. The, like, the one still photo that they have kind of circling around is like, it's all red, and he's, like, kind of profiled, and he's got the hood and everything, and you're like, that's fucking Batman. But you're also like, that's Robert Benson under there. Yep. That's my dude. My boy. I remember the first time I saw the image going around on Twitter, people were freaking out because they were like, is that Batman or is that Daredevil? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I know that that's also because of the lighting. Um, right. Didn't do themselves any favors, so. <laughs> no. No, they did not. I'm very excited, though. Um, yeah. The camera test that they showed looks very cool. Yeah, I'm fucking horny for this bat. You kidding? Come on. Get ready. Let's go. Listen. I'm. Listen. 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 Come on. You tell me you wouldn't fuck the Batman? I would. I would fuck this Batman. Are you kidding? Please. Come on. Oh, I just remembered that Zoe Kravitz is going to be in this movie, and I think I might just die. Just stop! <laughs> Cody, stop! <laughs> I don't want to talk about I can't, it. I can't do this. I, I, I don't want to think about off, it. Actually, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. You just gave me a brain freeze. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the popsicle. No. Nope. But... Nope. <laughs> You can't just remind me of who is going to be in this movie. It's unfair. You're right. That's on me. It is. You need to watch it. Um, Okay, fuck. Slight adjacent to Matt Reeves and also Robert. There's this little aside because everyone's talking about Batman right now. And so I wanted to just, just briefly... Bring it back to some Twilight news here of the Filma Beat, who has made the argument that Robert Pattinson predicted this role back in 2010 <laughs> uh-huh. during the Eclipse DVD commentary. So, okay. what? So. <laughs> During this commentary, which again is is on the um, Film of Beat website, is <laughs> and again the DVD commentaries we should we should watch at some point. Um, oh yeah, because they're very good. Um, is when Robert is in Bella's truck and he's like hiding from her and like gets all scared and stuff and Bella's like oh you scared me and then Robert's DVD commentary is like I'm Batman (laughs) (laughs) and so people have found that and like are freaking out because they're like oh my god he did it he predicted it he's he knew the prophecy (laughs) (laughs) it's all true (laughs) so 
whereas it's just... Robert's just playing a game of 10-dimensional chess right now. He's just booking roles for himself. Yep. 10 years into the future. Several steps ahead, folks. You gotta get on his level. You gotta know. Yeah. Fucking tiny brains can't handle this. Exactly. But I do, I do love that, and it just reminds me how much is on the DVDs that we will need to delve into at some point. (laughs) There's so many treasures. (laughs) <laughs> so many treasures we've got quite a bit of of our past news here and the last thing that i guess you had briefly mentioned cody during your yelling <laughs> <laughs> um and again not our fault publicist's fault yeah um is just a just a little bit of news that came out last week just after valentine's day um about robert pattinson and his preferences on fragrances. <sighs> and this man, folks, um, mm-hmm. please remember, and if it's been a while that we've ta- we haven't talked about this, so if you've forgotten, um, please remember that Robert Pattinson is the face of Dior's fragrance and has been right. since 2013. So he's a perfume boy. He is. He was making out in an elevator in black and white for perfume. Yep. He's been on this shit. That's his game. Yep. And so in this Allure interview, they ask him, of course, like, what does this new fragrance smell like? And he's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you that. He's Yeah, he's like, I obviously, I obviously don't know. Like, I don't wear fragrances. They're incredibly overbearing. And it's like all of the all of the people in the back are like freaking the fuck out. They're like, "What are you? <laughs> please stop! Please cut!" Like I don't. I mean, all they're like shredding his contract behind him as he's talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Allure keeps going, and they're like, "Okay, well, um, when you wear it, how do you apply fragrance?" And he's like, "I don't. Are there uh, different ways? I don't understand." <laughs> um. And so he's talking about his dad and saying that he, his dad used to put it in his hair. He mentions one of his exes who he says, quote, sprayed a little cloud of perfume and shimmied around in it. And he (laughs) likes the idea of that. Just a little shimmy, you know, (laughs) get in there. And then this Taurus motherfucker, (laughs) when asked by Allure what the best and worst smells are to him responds definitely the scent of when you're in love with someone and the smell is incredible it brings out an animal side of being human yep Uh and then his (laughs) least favorite smell um is burning hair so that's so specific (laughs) yeah listen we make jokes here that Robert has definitely killed a man, which I think holds up especially true with this interview because this is some Joe Goldberg ass fucking talking, all right? Oh, absolutely. This is deranged. Yes. And then the last question, um, and again, talking oh. about specificity here, um, the, the Allure interview asks, and so how would you describe how you smell? And he has the audacity. To say, lots of people, lots of people, <laughs> tell me I smell like a crayon. Ah! And so they, of course, are like, 
like you're made of wax? And he says, yes, like I'm embalmed. What the fuck? Robert. Robert. Hey, Rob? Hey. Hello? Rob? (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Are you good? But this isn't... This isn't even island time. This is some sort of, like, extra, extra terrestrial time that you were on. This is, like, this, high lifetime, sir. He is an alien. This is not a human being. No. 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 I don't understand. Lots, lots of people. Lots of people. Tell me I smell like a crayon. Lots of smells like I'm embalmed. And that's, sorry, 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 (laughs) sorry, sorry. I, when I think of crayons and I don't, I, I can conjure the smell of a crayon in my head because I was a child, but like, right. When I think of crayons, I do think of wax. I don't think of embalming fluids. Robert? (laughs) Robert, please. <laughs> Two uh, very I, that just like brought me smells. back to like those like Egyptology books and like all those ology oh books God. where it's like these giant fucking troves of shit that you're like you you're a kid you can be whatever you want but here's fucking Egypt like that's oh it God. he's just like fucking mummies dude fucking king tut that shit that's my shit man I just I'm a fucking crayon <laughs> in Egypt. <laughs> I just love the idea of, like, someone pushing a microphone into Robert's face, and he's like, you did it, Robert. You're Batman now. You can do anything you want. What do you want to do next? And he's like, I want to smell like a crayon. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. I Listen, I found a magic lamp, and I got a wish from a genie, and I really fucking wanted to smell like a crayon. Is that a crime? Uh, yes, yes, Robert. If it's if you smell like embalming fluids, there's probably a crime involved. I just, yeah. I am yeah. so terrified by this. Like, if you had told me ten years ago that this man that I had a crush on smelled like crayons. <laughs> <laughs> and and that he thought crayons smelled like embalming <laughs> fluids, I would have lost my entire mind. Absolutely. I'm never getting like, over this. No. It's like crayons to embalming <laughs> smell. It's the binary of wax. They are the polar opposites on the scale of wax. Absolutely. Absolutely. How are those the same? How? Yeah. None. None same. Robert? <laughs> none same. No. no. There is none. What's good, I, Rob? What the fuck? I'm so I'm so violently upset by it. It it will I will be haunted by this for the rest of my days is how this is going to work. Um can you I, I will never stop talking about this, and so I think that you will need to transition us out. Can you tell us about A24's new acquisition, please? Sure can. Thank you. Hot off the presses. Thank Deadline. You. We got fucking movie news. Beep, 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 beep. And it's our boy, Robert. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Crayon man. 
Okay. Fucking no, we we gotta keep going. Wax figure, Robert Pattinson. No. <laughs> Who? Mister Tussauds. I. <laughs> Mister McGorry and Fonda and Pori. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Claire Dennis has a movie <laughs> with Robert Pattinson and, hold on to your butts, Margaret Qualley, which got picked up by A24 for the North American rights. It's called The Stars at Noon. And what my, a good name. My asshole is open. Like, it is wide open for this news. My mind, I thought it was Margaret Qualley. Am I, is it Qualley? Oh, maybe it is. I've never heard it said out loud. And always okay. in my brain, I just thought Qualley because of the two L's. Because I, I like the idea of it being Qualley because I like, she does remind me of a little bird. Um, she Yes, she's quite bird-like. <laughs> she does have the, she reminds me of a little bird being squeezed because of her eyes. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> What a yeah. horrific <laughs> description of a human being. <laughs> I meant it in a nice way. <laughs> you know, she's got the those eyes. Uh, yeah, just squeeze a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a gentle squeeze. <laughs> Every photo that I see of her, she just looks like a, a bird being squeezed a little. She does constantly look... Like a little afraid. Exactly. For sure. I will I will concede on that. Um but I'm fucking stoked, dude. Last I, time I'm so excited about this. Claire Dennis made a movie with fucking Robert. That shit was horny as hell. So <laughs> It's true. That was I did not understand that movie, but I think <laughs> I'm I I liked it, sort of. And so yeah. I have high hopes for this one for sure. Um, yeah. And <sighs> Miss Quayley. Ugh, and they're gonna let Robert be British. That's so exciting. He's ne- he never gets to be British. <laughs> no. <laughs> they will not let him. <laughs> I think it's just because he's probably too powerful. So they know with, better. With the British accent? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So I think I'm... I'm excited for this one. I'm, yeah, I, yes, I'm intrigued and I'm excited, and I want to know more. Yeah. Do you know who I also want to know more about? Ooh, I want to know more about James Scully. Will you tell me more? Ah, uh, boy, will I! Welcome to the James Scully corner. <laughs> a, a man who I want to have a corner about. Yeah, hopefully we get the chance. Um, if you don't know, James Scully, our boy, 40. Our son. Our sweet child, 40, from you. Uh, got a nice little profile about him in Them, which is great. And he's just talking about being gay in Hollywood and being like, fuck it, I don't, I'm just gonna be gay. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna do my shit and not care and, like, live my life and do more gay roles, and, like, that's great, and, like, be in affirming spaces. And it's fucking sick as shit. I and he's love wearing so many this. great outfits. I I want to say a big thank you to Molly Madelon, 
I think is how you mm. say that last name, because these photos are amazing. And yeah. there's the pants are powerful. Yeah. They're sparkly. And soft. And soft. I think James in you comes off very, mm, very Aries to me. <laughs> in okay. that, like, he has very strong, very, like, scattered eyes to me. And in this profile, he has such soft eyes which yeah. is not something that i anticipated when i clicked on this profile and it's yeah. it's so pure and i was taken aback by it and i think that they did a great job capturing his energy here so I these love that. photos are so fucking cute they it's are. like injecting serotonin into your brain they are so soft and goddamn i need that so yeah fuck come on <laughs> Yeah, we can I'm, have beautiful photos of James Gully as a treat. I'm yes, as a treat, <laughs> as a food group, one might say. Yeah, Ooh. I, I love that, and I want, I want an eyeshadow of these blue pants. Yeah, is that so much to ask for? You know, <laughs> you know, is that a crime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love, I love him. And he plays a great, a completely what seems like opposite person on you, which is right. good. That is yeah. good to see. So, I love that. Um, should we get into this week's episode? Fucking hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, I forgot to put the episode title on here, but it is Fear and Loathing. In Beverly Hills, which is really nice. How do you spell Beverly Hills? Okay. Um, <laughs> Beverly. <laughs> uh, which is really a, a strong episode title. Um, yeah, I'll say it for a strong episode. I really, and this one was a wild one. I, I would say this is definitely one of the best ones we've seen in the last few weeks, but I would say maybe one of the better ones of the whole season. I agree. It was a, it was a tosser. It was a turner. Yeah, it was a there lot. were twists and turns. There were uh, jumps. It was great. And also everything bad that could possibly happen to Joe Goldberg happened <laughs> in this one episode. Yeah, I remember. I feel like it was at least two weeks ago that we looked at those gifts of Joe Goldberg, and one of them was him in a bathtub. And we were like, uh -huh. oh, no, that looks foreboding. <laughs> and now yeah. it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Given the context of this episode. Yeah, so, we did it. Uh, we made it. We are here, finally. <laughs> so I had forgotten. I don't know why it felt like last week's episode was two months ago. But I had completely forgotten <laughs> when I started watching that... Delilah was in the glass cage. Yeah. And so when this started, I was like, oh, I forgot about this completely. <laughs> and what surprised me the most, well, I guess it didn't surprise me, but it annoyed me the most about how this started off is that 
Joe is so confident that mm-hmm. everything is going to work out in his favor. Right. That he's so secure that, like, he's going to let Delilah answer the phone and prove his her loyalty to him. And that yeah. he's going to apparently head to Mexico and Delilah's going to get out with these fucking time-release handcuffs, which I've never heard of. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I, it did look very futuristic. It did. And the idea that he thinks that all of this is going to happen in exactly 16 hours. That it seemed like that is, there's no time in there for any sort of mistake to happen. As if Joe does not know his life at all. Right. (laughs) As if he's not so good at making mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, that he is, that apparently this is the one time in his life that no mistakes are going to happen. Yeah, well, I think that also comes with the fact that he is deluding himself to think that he's going to be a good person this time, right? Right. Or he's like, no, I'm not going to kill her. It's going to be fine. It's not going to be like Beck or anyone else I fucking killed. Like, I'm going to be nice and I'll just, I'll leave so she can live her life and love can live her life and they can be good and I'll just get out of the picture so we never have to talk about this ever again or whatever. Right. But in doing so, he, like, orchestrates this, like, incredibly tight laced plan of 16 hours where it's like, all right, I'm going to have these handcuffs on you to the chair or table or whatever. I'm going to leave the doors unlocked and your phone here and you will you can just go and be free and I'll be out of here. Meanwhile, I have to say goodbye to everyone I've ever <laughs> loved and talked to here and then get out. Right. No worries. Don't even worry about it. I got this. It is somehow... And of course, like, they're setting this up so that us as the audience, one, we know Joe, so nothing good ever happens to him. But also, (laughs) he's setting this up in such a way with confidence of, like, oh, I'm gonna have the door open in this storage unit. Like, that's not the creepiest thing. And I'm gonna leave her phone out, and because nothing bad is gonna happen here. Right. And what a just, good guy. I what am. a what a great person I am. You should be fucking thankful I didn't just kill you. <laughs> that I'm not leaving you in this blast prison for what is apparently at least 24 hours at this point. Um, right, yeah. With just nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, I I hate it. It's gross. Man, at least the other glass cage had, like, books. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like, this one has nothing. There's a table, and there's that weird cubby cube thing where he can just put in food or whatever. But there's no, like, activities. You know, <laughs> like, if you're gonna no. trap someone in a cage prison, entertain them enough so they're, like, they warm up to you a little. Like, that's has been his strategy, right? And, like, if you're gonna be so, Joseph, that you're not gonna have the decency to give them, like... I don't know, trash magazines or something, then, I don't know, yeah. like, give them a fucking highlights magazine or whatever. Like, push give literacy on- fucking bloids, okay? I want to see who's kissing who in Hollywood. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. A coloring book, at least. Yeah. Whatever. Come on. It just, it What seems... happened to Mr. Nice Guy? Right, exactly. Do your little dance and be like, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> torture you in here, but also, like, don't bore someone to death because when <laughs> when people are bored like that's how they're gonna get the fuck out of here 
If I yeah. was, if you gave me a, like some tabloids, and at least I'm like, oh well, <laughs> I couldn't get out. But also, this has a quiz in here that tells me like what my favorite fucking perfume is that I'll smell like my favorite right. celebrities, and then it's like, oh no, Robert Pattinson smells like crayons. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I gotta sit here for a while and think about this. I gotta know who wore it better. I gotta know. <laughs> I gotta know what the five differences are between these two photos. This is gonna keep me <laughs> occupied for hours. <laughs> I can't possibly get out of here. Yeah. Or it's just like a paper copy of Candy Crush or something. <laughs> a paper, an analog Candy Crush? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Whenever. Anyway, so then he leaves Delilah there. She's definitely not going to die, which is a shame, you know, because, like, I was really believing in her, but they're really setting her up to, like, not make it out of here. Yeah. Um, so we go back to Love, and she's all, like, really worried about Joe and also really worried about Forty because she's still so set on him relapsing. Really yeah. set on this whole Taco Bell thing, which was like five episodes ago still. Yeah. <laughs> and then I want to know your thoughts on Joseph's letter to love. That he I, is starting uh, to like put into her locker. I hate it. <laughs> same, well, same. Because the, <laughs> the part that, because I think that if I remember correctly, the reason why he's doing this is because he's like, oh, well, I don't want to involve her in any of these things. Like I have to go. Right. But then and he's he trying has... to avoid, like, an in-person goodbye, you know? Well, yeah, Because that would, like, break him and make him second-guess things and try to whatever. So he's and like, also... I'm just gonna cure. He's yeah, Joseph, and also he's so... whatever, because he's Joe, and he's gonna murder. Like, right. <laughs> Joe's gotta murder. Um, but yeah. The thing that I hated the most about it is that he ends it with, I'll always wolf you. Eh. Uh... <laughs> Um, That's my favorite uh, Whitney Houston song, actually. So. Yes. It really, <laughs> I loved it a lot in The Bodyguard. Like, it really stood out to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it really, it was surprisingly fitting in there. I didn't think so during my first watch through. But when I got it on DVD, it made a lot more sense there. Uh-huh. Yeah. The behind-the-scenes <laughs> commentary really made more sense to me there. Okay. So... This is when things start to pop off because we see Forty with Joe at this time. And he's like, yo, my boy, my main man, I need some help with this script. <laughs> Which I was like, what script? And then I remembered like, oh, yeah, Forty is working on fucking. Yeah, they're still Beck. trying to make a fucking movie. <laughs> uh, this fucking, this old thing. And Joseph was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll give you exactly 30 minutes of my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running a tight ship here, 40. All right, I got places to be. I got things to do, people to see. Um, and then things start to immediately pop off. And this is where I wanted to know your thoughts on this. Um, as someone who continues to write and have deadlines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because 40 is now on a deadline and does something... That from the outset is incredibly drastic. When they are kidnapped at gunpoint. Um, and Joseph right. does not yet understand that this it's is all part of. It's a fun goof. Yes, it's a fun this bit. Is, this is all part of his like plan. 
it's like a method immersive experience. Yes. Which is fucking bananas. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially since, like, Joe is like, I, I told you, like, ten minutes tops. <laughs> like, and I had to go. And you're gonna do a, a fake crime on me? Yep. You're yeah. gonna make you're gonna make me do a fake crime. What? Joseph is trying to tell Forty, like, listen, dude, I put my hazard lights on. I'm parked <laughs> illegally. You don't understand. Yeah. Like, I have to go. <laughs> yeah, I have 17 passports in my glove compartment. I can't I can't do this. And you have hired people to stand yeah. at these hotel doors at gunpoint to make sure that you write this script. Right. Cool. <laughs> Just, Which, like, honestly, so sick. It's, uh, listen, I have also told people, like, make sure that I'm writing, but this is to a whole <laughs> new... Yeah. This is a whole It's new a level. little intense. It's a it little is. intense, for sure. Meanwhile, like, Ellie's just chilling in the back being like, your fucking script sucks, dude. You should just throw it away. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that she is able to just come and go as she pleases. Um, well, she like, works for them now. Yes. Which is great and ridiculous. And Joe also immediately regrets that decision because he's like, oh, she's actually good at this. And he's gonna, she's gonna want him to make something better. Right. And we don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm just going off his sheer confidence and gusto. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things that Ellie says is like, um, the female perspective in this is lacking. Because <laughs> they, they start to go like super meta on the script and start to just basically unpack all of season one in the right. form of this script, which is really wild. That they, that all the writers on this episode basically just heard the critiques from last mm -hmm. season and just decided to address them in this format. Right. Um, but it was, I don't know, I found it an interesting way to highlight that, I guess. Um, yeah. Especially when they were like, she humps a pillow like multiple times, and then Ellie's like, "No, that no, was no, not not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to like start this over." And Joe's freaking the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, and also Forty's freaking out because he just fucking yeets himself out the window. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's good. He lands in a fucking dumpster by some grace of God or whatever. Uh, but Joe is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I, he thought he was dead, and he's like, I can't leave to Mexico and have 40 just be dead. But no, he's good. He's just in some trash, and he stumbles away depressed. Yeah, that's also a mood of, like, I hired all these people to make sure that I do nothing but write, and also, right. I don't want to write at this point. Yeah. Because that's, listen, Allie, that's hard. I, Yes. And he already had a script, and then, you know he could make a he could make it better or write a new script. But like, he already has one, so just so yeah, so just leave it. <laughs> just don't touch and it. And that's just like it's like hard to do that. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope 
similar to myself that when you saw the two of them in that bar and 40 passed over that drink, you were like, oh, that's, um, that's drugs though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I didn't assume to the extent of which, of how drugged it was. No. But I was like, there's something off here. Yeah. Um, yeah, the idea, I, I assumed there was something in it. So it didn't shock me that when 40 gave, when 40 said he gave Joe that LSD, but the idea that he gave him four times, um, Mm. the amount of LSD that is normal, um, was a lot to handle this whole scene is wild yes okay because by the time joe gets to the bar 40 is already just drinking like a billion shots yep at this point and is fucking drunk (laughs) fully drunk and he's like hey i'm looking at his watch we should just get back he because like he also has his passport too right so he can't leave without 40 yes and like there's something there so he's like all right i gotta make sure you're good and like you know, I can leave. Then 40, drunk, and also emotionally compromised, and also just dysfunctional in general. Yes. Sees a happy couple celebrating their wedding, their engagement, their something, their love, they're kissing, people are popping champagne, it's great. And he's like, hey, fuck those guys! <laughs> fuck those guys, actually. Yep. Um, cause... You know, Candace did me wrong. And Joe's like, what the fuck? Are you still talking to Candace? He's like, never mind. I don't want to talk about it right I'm now. I'm sad and horny and also very drunk. And so he goes up to the couple and it's like, hey, congrats on your fucking love, you idiots. Um, I'm willing to drop down $10,000. Yep, sure. If I can just smooch your bride. You know. Just, that's it. Just a smooch. As you do. Ten grand. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. I just, 40, why? Why? Hey, 40? Hey. Why, though? Dude. I just. What's good? What's going on? I just don't understand. I don't. Why, why do you have to show your power like that, though? is my question for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for that couple, though. I'm glad they got 10 grand. <laughs> to yeah, just 10 pool. grand. Yeah. Just absolutely. a cool 10 grand. That he had just in his wallet. <laughs> just a cool 10 grand. Yeah. That was weird. And also, if I remember right, I think this is the part where Forty gives Joe his, like, three tips for LSD. Um, oh, yes. Where I think it was, like, cars are real. Yes. If you want to do anything, try it from the ground first. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which <Yes>. fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, helpful tip regardless. Yeah, uh, yeah. Same with cars are real as well. Yeah, um, good thing and, to know. <laughs> and then I think his last one was like, if you can't stop crying, go get a moon juice. Which I think Joseph you know. ends up doing. Yeah, whatever the fuck moon a moon juice is. <laughs> <laughs> and who's to say? You know, no one, no one even fucking knows. And 
so Joseph has to now deal with this on top of everything else. And he's just like, yeah. I just wanted to get out of here. Like, the one time yeah. that Joseph is like, I understand, I'm a lot, I want to just leave all of you. And he cannot. Yeah. Um, and it only continues to make things more difficult because um, Love is in the same hotel that Forty and Joseph are. She ends up getting dinner with her mom, and her mom was like, hey, so, uh, our life is the worst, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. I'm glad you're here at the same page. Yes. And Love and her mom end up getting in this, like, screaming match at this fancy hotel. Because Love is tired of her mom just lying about things. And mm-hmm. it it seemed like basically one of the first times that Love had stood up for herself and set up yeah. boundaries, which was good, since Love does not have a lot of boundaries with other people in her life. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, because this is you, um, Joseph and Love um, end up running into each other. And if I remember right, this is when Joe's LSD starts kicking in. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. (laughs) It's the most beautiful, like, 90 seconds of television I've seen in a minute. It's haunting. (laughs) The- So- (laughs) Oh my god. is full-on tripping at this point. Yep. And, you know, not a great, um, state to be in when you see your- your former love. Yep. Um- and are basically saying goodbye to. Correct. And she's like, I read your letter. It really meant a lot. Also, she's drunk as shit. So they're both on something. They're both n- n- just not doing well. Not in the best headspace to have this conversation. And so she's like, your letter was really great. Like, it broke me. And I really love you. And, like, I don't want you to leave. Like, we should stay. We should have we need brunch tomorrow. We should just, like, say a proper goodbye if we want to. Like, you mean a lot to me. Whatever. We should just, like have one last hurrah um and i want to like be with you in some capacity and joe's just like uh-huh your <laughs> eyes are really your eyes are really big and i'm scared <laughs> i'm so scared right now looking at you i'm scared like it's like they put it's like they put a photo booth filter on her she looks like crazy frog like it just does so, oh my god it's so funny and it's just so like subtle i mean it's not subtle like it's crazy but like it's it's still like it's not jarring enough and it's not like ooh like swirly lsd filter effects you know what i mean where it's like everything's backwards and upside down and things are moving or whatever like things are moving kind of relatively fine and her face kind of looks like her body is great and like her she looks like a human being but just her face <laughs> oh my god the most upsetting so thing i've ever seen in my life and Joe's just like, I can't actually have this conversation with you right now. I, And you just threw up fucking gummy worms, it looks like, in my brain. And I have to leave. I gotta go. I'm having a panic attack. I need to leave. It's so great. Uh, I it's love fantastic. it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And so somehow he decides that the best possible place for him to be right now is back in the room with Forty. Um, uh-huh. to work on this fucking script. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's very good. 
and I think does I can't remember I'm blanking on it now did they does 40 figure out the script before or after Joe starts having the hallucinations of the blood on his hands do you remember um it was before because then because he gets like worked up because of that goes to get moon juice because he's upset and crying and that's then comes right back and has the blood yeah that's right okay so um 40 has like figured out the script um which gets mm-hmm. a little bit awkward because uh, <laughs> yeah um, to say the least yes because the fact that 40 like i got it i figured it out everything's gonna be great um and what he figures out is that beck as she actually did um died in a what he says is like a crime of passion um and Dr. Nikki, like, didn't love her, um, but that her ex-boyfriend did, and, and Joe's like, oh, uh, hmm, we Oh, fucking that loser? Why do we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And this is the part where Joseph's like, hmm, weird, uh, okay, um, hmm, and so things start to get a little bit heated, um, and Joseph's like, well, this would be awkward, guess you gotta go. <laughs> um, yeah. And basically, like, is ready to just fucking kill 40. Uh, <laughs> With, like, no hesitation, too. He's like, I will destroy this man. Yeah, it it seems like he was totally ready to do another murder. Um, yeah, a big hit. A very big hit. And then, out of literally nowhere, 40 confesses that the reason why he knew that this is what happened is because he did the same exact thing. And I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) Hello. What an interesting curveball this late in the game. Yeah. Take it. Um, and so I think what we had known before, it was, it was a different story than this. Yeah. Um, and so he gives us what the accurate story so that the au pair started dating someone, um, I guess more similar to her age. Um, and 40 was all upset about it. And so he like blacked out and murdered the au pair. Um, and because it's his parents, they had just been covering it up the whole time. Right. Because sure. Why not? You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, he could not have picked a better person to confide that information to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If there's one person. Because he was person... like, you know, being, he's like, oh, fuck, I'm such a horrible person, whatever. And Joe's like, this is great. <laughs> you, you're good. You know what you should do? You should make a movie out of this. Fuck, fuck back. Fuck this. Up. I'm just going to shove this under the corner. I'm just going to shove this over here. Don't even think about this ever again. That thing you said. Very Much good. Better. Very cool. You're a genius, bud. Much better story. Yeah. Yeah. Because then there's still, like, I know that him and love, like, FaceTime when he's in the bathtub. Yeah. Then he's still, like, hallucinating with this blood on his hands. He goes to uh-huh. get the moon juice. All these fun Weird hallucination experiences. Yeah. You know, um, drugs. Good stuff. You know. 
great, <laughs> great things. And soon enough, um, his trip is over. It takes a while, though, because, of course, like, yeah. he's had a lot of drug in his system. Um, yes. And it's it's been, I would say, like, the 16 hours. Um, and Joseph goes back to the glass prison to check on Delilah, who he was so confident during that whole time, like, with mm-hmm. the phone on the table, the door open... That everything yeah. was going to be fine. I did a good one this time. Yep. He was supposed to be in Mexico. And as expected, unfortunately, fucking Delilah's dead. Wah, wah. And it is from his hallucinations supposed to be assumed that Joseph has killed her. Because right. he has blood all over his hands. But we do not know how or any of the circumstances of what has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. Lost another one. Another one has bitten the dusted. (laughs) Pour one out, everyone. Pour one out for Delilah, because honestly, it She She deserves... Yeah. She's so good. I really liked her, and it... Makes me sad. Ugh, does this mean fucking Joe gets to co-opt another child? This is bullshit. I'm so upset. (laughs) I'm so annoyed by it, honestly. Oh my god. I was gonna say, too, that, like, there was, at one point, like, a phantom hallucination of his younger self. And for, like, a split second, I was like, is that fucking Paco? Are they gonna bring Paco back (laughs) for no reason? It wasn't. All I want from season three is Ellie and Paco to team up and just take him down. Yeah, just fucking kick his ass. Yeah. Because they know dirt. Like, both of them know dirt on him now. They could just yeah. take him down. And they're not cowards. That's they could true. just do it. That's Ugh. true. Anyways. Next week is the penultimate episode. Yeah. Right, episode nine, the Pen Badgley ultimate episode. Um, <laughs> nice, dude. So exciting stuff there and then then we're getting there we're doing the thing so Sick. exciting stuff there um we have some pastorals to thank got <laughs> exciting stuff there this week we have from the things.com 15 times the twilight movies were inappropriate shout out to Rebecca Cullen, pew, pew, pew. who's gonna be, I'll just do a classic, number 15. Yeah. Edward watching Belle sleep without her consent, which is weird that it's that low. I agree. Because I think that's, you know, we all agree that's a pretty egregious. It's a pretty nasty one. Yeah. Pretty nasty one, you know? Yeah. Shout out to Elizabeth Swan. Who's gonna be number 11, Bella putting herself in danger for the sake of Edward. Gross. Gross. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty nasty article. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Amy Taylor. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be number four, Edward keeping Bella away from all her friends, aka the only cool people in Forks. 
Gross. Um, shout out to Mulch Gray. Yeah. 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 Woo! Um, Mulch, I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) Mulch, you're gonna be... Oh, Mulch. Um, Mulch, you're gonna be number eight. The Colons dating their adoptive siblings. Yeah, it's a pretty nasty one. It's a pretty nasty one. Pretty nasty. Shout out to Rebecca Steele. Pew, pew, pew. It's gonna be number five. Bella completely forgetting about her relationship with Charlie. The worst one. Should be number one. Yeah. Awful. Come on. God, he just loves her so much. (laughs) He just wanted to be a good dad. Yeah, fuck. Alright, shout out to Kelly Beck. Beep, beep, beep. Kelly is going to be number seven. Again, pretty low on the list. Um, Edward <laughs> controlling and manipulating Bella. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, yeah. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. And we got to do a Taylor Lautner one, obviously. Yeah. Number one. Ugh. Jacob imprinting on Renesmee. Despicable. I think that's rightfully ranked. I, yes. Because that's bad. Also. And I hate, just looking at this photo makes me a little sick. It looks like a fucking Lazy Boy commercial. Like a <laughs> fucking Ashley Furniture <laughs> commercial. Yeah, why does he look like a grandpa? He's a young man in this. <laughs> why is he in a recliner? Yeah. All right. These are all great questions. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Beep, beep, beep. Who's going to be number three, the age difference between Bella and Edward. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Pretty naughty. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Pew, pew, pew. Who's going to be number nine? Mm. Edward wanting to die without Bella. <laughs> Which is, like, kind of a neg, I feel like. Like, yeah, what a fucking scumbag. You're gonna die without your fucking, the love of your life? What the fuck kind of love is that? What the? God damn it. Yeah, a little pointed, I'd say. Also, them hips. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this photo is so fucking... (laughs) This photo is powerful. Because... Edward's getting fucking choked to shit in the background, wearing his robe and I think his he pants likes and it. nothing else. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's like softly out of focus. <laughs> it looks like a little romantic. It does. It looks <laughs> pretty something. hot, actually. There's something to it that like you could just plaster this on a romance novel and like put some text on it and you're good. Like it's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> I it's yeah, I could fuck with it actually. Yeah. To be honest. Um, Yeah, those were gross. I do have something that's pure, though, because I knew we were doing a nasty little article. Oh, thank you. So I found a a pure fan fiction for us, um, which doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often, so I I wanted to kind of cherish the moment. Um, This is a fan fiction by Ace. 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 I honestly don't know. Um, And it's titled Waldo and Me. 
Um, it was published on October 23rd of 2017. And the summary is this. Rob buys a puppy. Domesticity tries to follow. And this is from the first chapter. Kristen's phone rings at 2.03 and she counts to 10 before she opens her eyes. There's no way that a phone call at 2.03 can be anything approaching good. At the best, it's a drunk dial. At the worst, it's an accident. It's Rob. Hey. She flips her phone open and holds it near her face, unwilling to wake up enough to put it near her ear. It's two. It's ten here. He doesn't sound apologetic. In fact, it sounds like he's asking her why it's ten there, too. Or why it isn't ten there, too. Why? Uh, she has to be... She has to be on set in the morning. She has to cut all her hair into a mullet in the morning. She can't be on the phone right now. It's a Tuesday, and it's 2.04 already. What's up? Oh, that. Something in the background is lifted, and she can hear him drinking something. It wakes her up a bit. The thought of his throat tipped back and of him swallowing, licking his lips, and pressing her ear closer to his ear. This long-distance thing seemed like it would be okay the night before he left her home. The way they pressed promises into each other's skin after she finally admitted that she didn't want him to go, and the way he left her among their promises for meetings and responsibilities, but left her as his. It's way harder than they both thought. I was thinking, he said, keeping her from thinking about it too much again, because goodness knows she's lost enough sleep. I was thinking, he repeats, I want a puppy. Kristen's voice is flat when she asks him, what do you mean? Is this why he woke her up? Well... He shifts, and for the first time she realizes how much more than just his throat she can hear in the background. I mean, I just bought a puppy. And scene. Okay. Robert bought a puppy! Ah! I'm... <laughs> ah! Its yeah, name is that's, Waldo! It's pretty cute. Yeah. I mean, that's a great dog name, if we're being honest. It's true. A puppy. <laughs> Just a Batman and his dog. Yeah, bad dog. Oh. <laughs> dog man. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. That's very good. I just want just a little bit of a fluff to curb the nastiness that is actually Twilight. Yeah. That's all it needed. You know? Just a little bit. Just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, as we say in Seattle. Get bit. And get whipped. Ow. It's the dog. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krause, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausefilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone